Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Oh yeah, everybody, welcome back to episode number 80 of the Agree to Disagree show where we discuss current events, politics, pop culture, and social issues. Guys, if you appreciate the show and you want to support us, all you need to do is like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Facebook page, IG page, or the podcast on any of the platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and please, it will help so much. Just leave a five-star review. It helps with the algorithms. That's all you need to do, guys. I don't ask for much. All right? Without further ado tonight, my guest, again, I love these crossovers with, um, lately I've been doing a lot of crossovers with the podcasters from across Canada and the good old US of, our, uh, US of A, our friends down to the south. And so in this episode, uh, the co-host of the Life is Strange podcast. Because you know why? Life is becoming very, very strange. So I thought it would be perfect to welcome them to the show. So please welcome, give them a good Canadian warm welcome to the show, Chris P. Show and Brendan. Let's bring them onto the show here. Guys, what is up? Hello. Hey, how you doing? Happy to be here. <laughs> thanks, for, yeah, thanks for having us. Sorry, I didn't want to talk over it. <laughs> Dude, yeah. They're going to go all at the same time. It's okay, guys. There's no rules. They're all shocked. Like, oh, oh shit, we're on. We're on. Yeah, yeah it, was, oh, it was a little oh. shock. At, uh, you know, the way it was smooth entrance. I was, oh, no, I don't want to be the first to say something and skip over my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say, I was not expecting the song in the beginning, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, 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 yeah I, I love it. That, no, that was really dope. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. You guys are full of compliments tonight. It's, it's going to get to my head. I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. We got to bring them down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, please bring, yeah, I'm sure. We're, I don't know if we're going to agree to disagree on a few things tonight, but we'll see about that. So we, right. we got an interesting show tonight. Guys, thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate it. I came across you guys. I don't know how I came across. I think it was on Instagram. And and I could have been an Instagram, probably a short mm-hmm. that you have put on Instagram. And I just found you guys. I uh, love the banter back and forth and just the subjects of the stuff you covered. I'm like, you know what? Since life has become so fucking strange, especially <laughs> the last two, three years, I don't recall such strange stories or strange things happening. I'm like, I think these are the perfect guys to have on the show. So thank you so much for doing it. I really appreciate it, guys. Oh, thank you for having us. No problem. Yeah. Yep. It's so- always a pleasure to be. Usually, you know, we have... We haven't done too many, but we've done some guests. But it's nice to be a guest on another show. So it is yeah, definitely going to embrace it. It is because I feel like the pressure is off you a little bit, right? It it is. I That's can feel. True. I feel the difference already. So this is great. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's even better having three guests. I'm like, wow, I got three guys talking. I don't have to carry the show anymore. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> so, guys, uh, tell us, tell us uh, why you started this podcast. Why you named it that way? Because I'm I'm really curious on that. And um, yeah, just just you know, just because you know, <laughs> in this day and age where we don't know what a woman is anymore, we can't even say mm-hmm. we can't even define what a woman is anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, people identifying as cats or wolves. I mean, you know, I think it's a perfect name. So I, I just want to know. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. How you guys came up with that? Tell, tell me the story. Well, um, believe it or not, um, hi guys, I'm Show, um, creator and host of Life is Strange. And Crispy and Brendan are my co-hosts. So um, yeah. when I started out doing Life is Strange, um, honestly, 
I was in a place where I just felt like I wanted to do something. I used to podcast in college and that one was called Dub Stories. And that was just like, you know, funny stories that people would just submit and they'll come on the show. We'll talk about just random things. And it was cool. Um, I fell in love with podcasting since then. I took a break from it, went through trials and tribulations of finding a niche, life and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was just in a weird part of life. Where I'm just like, yo, there's a lot of things that's happening in a general sense and things that I've just seen happen to people and happen to me. And I just felt like, you know, I wanted to make LIS for I could talk about whatever I want and not be filtered. Mm-hmm. Obviously being respectful about it. And I use it as a tool to express myself and get away from all of the politics and religion and stuff that they always push. So that was like a, a spot where it's like, okay, we could talk about whatever we want, trending stuff, pop culture and all that, and just bring up stories that happen around the world. And a lot of stuff is really crazy. <laughs> so to me, I just fell in love with that. And I started by myself. Episodes were like 30 to 45 minutes. Oh, At yeah, I remember those. Yeah, at that point, I I was like, okay, I need two other people because I can't have <laughs> one point of view the whole time, which was just yeah. me. And obviously, talking to yourself, you sound kind of crazy when I look back at it now. <laughs> you, you did it pretty good, though. I had Definitely. to go back and listen to, like, the first few episodes. I was curious how you did it. And, like, you know, you, you did well for yourself, you know, as good as you could. It was good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, was, it was weird because at first, when you get back into it, it's like, dang, I really feel like I'm just an open journal right now, you know? So I was like, you know, I remember my friend Chris, um, he was doing his own YouTube thing. And I was like, you know, that's been a good friend of mine. And he really knows me since we were like, what, 15, I would say 15, 16, Chris. Uh, I think 14 going into 15. I think so. I think sophomore year going into junior year. It's been a while. That's good. Yeah. So I, I built the crew where I was like, I want people that actually know me. So it's easy going conversation and comfortable. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, so got Chris aboard. That went well. And then I, I was always stuck on a three-man team. And me and Chris, we just couldn't find a third person. It was weird. Like, mm-hmm. we every time I had people in mind, I was like, nah, I just feel like it wouldn't fit the dynamic. And then Chris brought on Brendan, where he's like, I actually know someone that is great and keeps up with trends. And, you know, he has his probably slightly different opinions than us, so he might be yeah. a good fit. Brought him on and yeah. and the here we are. Like, yeah. The rest, yeah. the rest is history, is you know. <laughs> it was just it was it was very convenient timing that Chris, you had just started doing, you know, your your the gaming, you know, uh, pod, you know, you wanted to start, start doing like podcast type episodes of like your filmic gaming channel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you, you were previously just doing your cinematic edits, and then you wanted to do, um, you know, jump into podcasting a little bit, and then like it just was convenient that you know, show was doing his his show was doing his show and uh <laughs> and you guys were looking for it there i think we literally you you told me about his show i think like after we had recorded like only like the first episode of, of filmic chris and then i was like yeah, yeah like, like i think he, you should have gone to lis first just well i mean i didn't know i didn't know johnny until i didn't <laughs> i didn't know show until uh until just, you, you're, you're perfect to fit in that you know just that free flow free form kind of podcasting um yeah. nature and you're yeah. great to bounce ideas off of. So that's kind of what, what you look for when you're creating a podcast. You look for people you can bounce ideas off yeah. of and people mm-hmm. that you know. If you bounce an opinion off of them, they won't just give the opinion back. They'll yeah. spin a little bit, give their own little view, and then that makes the conversation flow. And but Brendan's also, like, college has been like that. Yeah, I was going to say, because we also have like an established rapport since, like, we like, you know, mm-hmm. we met our first day, like, freshman year of mm-hmm. college and like lived together, you know, pretty much all throughout college. Uh, wherever we were off campus, whatnot. So blood brothers, a long blood time. brothers. Yeah. I, f- I find those are the best ones. There's so, so many things there is that, you know, I love the idea of, you know, 
bouncing ideas off guys that you know, off people that you know. And as well, you know what? I commend you for doing a solo pod. I've, uh, out of the 80 episodes, tonight is my 80th, and I've done 15 of them on my own. And I call them the solitary mm. confinement sessions. <laughs> it's, perfect. it's just Great. the rambling. But guys, I, I could totally relate because I'm like, is anybody fucking listening to me? I'm like, I feel like I'm just talking into a black void. Yeah, you're like, just screaming into the void. Because you know, it's so difficult. I don't know if you, especially with me. I mean, I wanted this one to be guest driven. This podcast. This is my second podcast. I had done mm-hmm. one previously with another co-host. So this one I wanted to do differently, and I'm like, it's it's so hard to find it's not hard to find guests it's fine to it's hard to find i wouldn't say interesting guests but people that actually could speak and <laughs> and, and give you back the energy you're giving yes to them. Mm-hmm. yes yeah. yes because sometimes yeah. like i've had a few and i'm obviously not going to name them but it's just, it's like, <laughs> no please do <laughs> they, they might agree or disagree with you <laughs> yeah no no it's just like sometimes like pulling teeth right and you, you don't you know they say you gotta listen like you know, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan, okay? And and yeah. you got you gotta mm-hmm. listen. And I find he listens really well. And all those great podcasters know the great answer, the great questions to ask, and also when to listen and just shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I find that that is so difficult. So you guys, you you guys don't have any guests, or you rarely do? Rarely. Rare. I think we've yeah, had rarely. Michelle, we've had like probably three or four episodes with guests. Um right? I, I know you had one some before uh, me. Oh no! I yeah. was the first guest on the show. Actually. Yeah, you were the first guest actually yeah. before you became like an actual staple. Yeah, um, I guess same with me. My first episode, I was technically like my very yeah, first. Yeah, same thing with Brendan. Then you became a, also, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. you became a staple. Um, <laughs> counted three actually. I had yeah. Myron, which was one of my good friends. That like, he's a rapper. My boy Eli, he's a great singer. And my friend Rome, that he's just he was literally oh, my right. first listener. I love and, Rome. Yeah, Rome's great. Yeah. Yeah, Rome was a good friend of ours. I had him as a guest. Okay. He was uh, literally the first listener of LAS and to this day. Like, he seven, fills in whenever yet. one of us can't. <laughs> yeah, he, he's can't. like the sixth <laughs> man, you know? Like, <laughs> Well, you know, that's that's a great segue, actually, to the first thing I, I wanted to, to talk about with you guys. And just, you know, when we're talking, I, f- I find that, I don't know, maybe it's, it's the pandemic, what it's done to us. Uh, but so many strange stories lately. And, you know, you mentioned rap and I know you guys are, you, you talk about a lot of music as well and, and you're mm-hmm. into rap as well. And I don't know if you guys heard about this story, uh, the Canadian rapper Tori Elaine is, uh, that was oh, found yeah. guilty in shooting uh, that injured Megan T. Stallion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, okay, first of all, you got a, a Canadian boy here going off to LA and shooting his <laughs> his strange girl's head or what is the process for sure i don't know i don't know <laughs> what is a canadian to come down there and no okay let's, i don't want to make fun of this because i i just there's a few things here that um okay so first off for those of you that don't know uh canadian rapper tori lanes was uh has three felony convictions that could lead up to 22 years in prison for brampton ontario native a Los Angeles jury on Friday found Canadian rapper guilty of three felonies in the 2020 shooting of hip-hop star Me, uh, Megan T. Stein that left her wounded with bullet fragments in her feet. Wow. Yep. Um, so just, just to give you a little bit of context here, Megan T. Stein, whose legal name is uh, Megan Pete, testified during the trial that Lane is um, fired a gu- handbag, excuse me, fired a handgun at the back of her feet and shot up for her to dance as she walked away from an SUV in which the pair had been riding in the Hollywood Hills in the summer of 2020. 
She said the two got into a dispute that became heated when she began insulting his music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you just imagine how this went in person? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. He's small too. He is, but but what possesses you? Okay, why does he have a gun in this SUV, number one? Number two, what possesses you to shoot your girlfriend because she's insulting your music? And 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 I'm gonna leave and I, then I'm gonna leave this up to you. And the one last thing is again, it goes back to this. Is, is it a what is it with the rap culture and violence and gun violence? And don't you think that they want to get away from that? Or is it that people are still gravitating towards that to be to 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 get onto the scene? I'd love to I'd love to get your your take on this, guys. Um, I'll just think, say this think... is America, but they know better than me. I mean, like, you know, America guns, all that is much more, you know, I'm not surprised, but like they know they know actual hip hop more than I do. So I'll let them speak on it more. But my blatant answer would be just like, you know, this is America. Guns are ubiquitous. I'm not surprised there was a gun in the car. Yeah, it's their right, okay. you know. <laughs> I just think it's where the passion comes from. You know, I mean. It's just where they where you grow up, you know, in your communities, where how you how you your upbringing, um, what you're exposed to as a kid, um, that develops their culture. So you know, when they get into the rap scene and everyone else is doing it, right? Everyone else is rapping about the same mm -hmm. things. Everyone else has got the same mm -hmm. um, idea about stature that they need to have um, in the rap community. You know, it just trickles down, and eventually, as the generations go, I don't know if you noticed, but as the generations have gone on, it's only gotten more and more potent. Right. Like mm -hmm. as the years have gone on, it's almost like they focus on it more. The younger kids, you know. Yeah. Um, right. So it's just it, it's, it's, it's just it's rooted in it. It's rooted in rap. Right. The culture is yeah. rooted in rap. Um, there are plenty of rappers that don't necessarily go to that end. For sure. But, you know, you're going to get situations like this where now someone's insulting your music, albeit even if it was warranted. Right. <laughs> we don't know what she was saying <laughs> to him, but it's like, damn, you know, for him to think that that's the process you need to take. 22 years that's what you get you know I'm, i never even heard of uh what tory lynn lynn is performed at I never, our college bro I, I never heard about him until he this all this news happened like whenever this happened yeah, like a year ago really? or whatever i never heard about him he yeah, performed I never knew it i've never heard i don't think i remember i don't think i don't think i know one of his songs to be yeah, honest everyone said the same thing too what's really okay well to branch up what you said wait, wait are you done yeah, I was going to say, Chris, if he performed at Iona, like, I clearly didn't go to the show. I don't... I don't yeah, know. no, you, you're not the only one. Everyone else didn't know his music. I knew his music being from New York, but a lot of people didn't know it at the time. Didn't A Boogie with a Hoodie also perform, like, one year also? Yeah. I didn't go to that mm -hmm. show either. You missed that one, A Boogie, what? bro? I don't I don't know any of the music. I told you, I'm not, like, a huge hip-hop fan, and oh if I do, it's God. not, like... You should have won. Modern. Oh, could you? I'm yeah, so sorry. how could you? He's a Bronx native, man. I'm so sorry. Well, just to put you, uh, Lanes began releasing mixtapes in 2009 and saw a steady rise in popularity. Moving on to major la uh, label albums, his last two reached the top 10 on Billboard's mm -hmm. charts. Wow, that's pretty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had a career. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he was insulted by mm -hmm. something, but it's just like the, the escalation is where I get to. Yeah. You know, Tory right. Lanez got good music. He's been around for a while. Um, if you listen to him, you'd love him. I'm sure um, his ego just, and his pride got the better of him. Yeah, you know? I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a little now, much. <laughs> see, the, the way I see it now, the branch of what you said, Chris, when it comes to, you know, why do rappers continue this lifestyle? It's a little bit of what they grew up with and all they know, along with once you're in too deep on certain, like if you run a certain gang life, there's honestly no way out. Yeah. So if you're in too deep, you can't really just stop. 
it's like it's like power. You you seen the show Power that Fifty yeah. Cent made? You know, yes. Ghost is trying to get out the game, but he can't because he's already in too deep and he's too known. So it's similar way rappers. But now the issue where as hip hop evolves, murder and death has been glorified since like what the nineties to early two thousands up until now. The birth okay. of it. I guess yeah. I guess we could say did technically did Tupac and 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 Biggie start this or. Was it even prevalent before? Yeah, because I, I mean, I wouldn't say they started, before but before then, it wasn't necessarily about that, uh, right? Hold like on, wait. I'm gonna the boom boxes on the shoulder. I'm gonna put you, you on right now. A, Look, yeah. so so back when Rock Kim was rapping, right? This was back in like the '70s when hip hop was like just coming up. Back then, in the '70s and stuff, rap wasn't really about murder and all of that stuff. It was them telling you what goes on in the streets. It was stories, yes. right? Then the '80s came when the crack ep- epidemic happened. Rap transformed into, all right, I'm the drug dealer. This is what I see in my streets. I have the pounds and the weight. Then, same thing with 90s, it was drug talk, but now you got people, I got to protect what's mine. I'm quick mm-hmm. I'm quick to shoot for my pounds, right? If you try to mess up my money, we're going to have issues. Boom. Yeah. Now, we're, I would say, early 2000s to, let's say, 2008, when Lil Wayne and T.I., Gucci, Young, Young Jeezy, that was transforming into the trap era. Now, with the trap era, it's all about drug talk. You sell to the fiends. Same same situation. Now, when XXX, Juice World, and all that came, it was all emotional, and people were on drugs now, which is what we have now. People mm-hmm. are rapping about, I'm taking lean, I'm popping Molly, I'm taking perks. This is the new norm, you know? So can, now, can I just say that's a beautiful, beautiful breakdown? Of the last what forty years I, of of hip hop culture, just beautiful. You know, I'm, you know something I'm else. Actually, I, I I wasn't listening to any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. All right, I, I gotta put it in you. like I gotta put it in a rock. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I just wanted. I just wanted to bring. Daughter, it we're we're lucky that we're recording this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah exactly. It, it's interesting to put it to put into context. It really is because this brings so many things to light, and the article continues to say just what this has brought. Uh, you know, they're talking about now spousal, abu- spousal abuse, basically. Uh, and they're saying the shooting set off a storm of cultural issues and arguments that peaked during the trial, including the reluctance of black victims to speak to police, the protection of black women, gender politics and hip hop and online toxicity. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. apparently people were going after uh, Megan for God knows what. But th- th- it's because this this again, this story is so strange. You know what they're they're. And I don't know why he saved it for the, the closing argument that uh, Lane's lawyer alleged in his closing argument that the shots were actually fired by Megid's then best friend, Kelsey Harris, hmm. in a jealous fight over Lane's, who tried yeah. to stop the shooting. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> ego protection. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, we really have nothing. We're really like, you know, <laughs> grasping at straws here. Yeah, uh, that make much sense. The, the, exact, the attorney said... Uh, argued Megan created a more sympathetic narrative by pitting the shooting on lanes. Yeah, I'm sure she would like. Why would she lie about this? Come on, guys. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that that was that was that was the rhetoric. As soon as it happened, the first thing people went to is she's lying, right? Because wow. you, like you said, it sounds so strange. It's like how could that? Why, why would you get shot in the foot? You know? Yeah. But lo and behold, there's fragments that got into the foot, and it was an argument before, which gives you motive better than the motive that. She was arguing with a best friend, right? Like, I don't buy that at all. That that's why that that's why um the the argument started. But yeah, no. you know, you just you just kind of hope that they can move past it. But every single week, every other week, we're always back to something that's happening in the culture 
that just brings it to violence and, and things that shouldn't be happening. And we're losing artists now. And we're losing a lot of artists now. So and it's it's definitely changing the culture. But you know, as it's an ebb and a flow. Now, if you see like all the kids like Joe said, they're more emotional now. They're more um, there's more depth to the artist, mm. to the artistry. As much as maybe I'd say what, like seven years ago when um trap started coming out, people just really didn't, they just like, what are you saying? You know, like what are you guys saying? You guys don't you were mumbling the entire time. Now they're yeah. still mumbling. But if you listen to the lyrics, there's substance to these artists, and there's there's a reason why they got such a following. I kind of gained a little bit more respect for them in a way, but it's just that the, the root of the culture is always going to be there until it's going to take maybe a generation or two of like people well, switching it up. You know, here's the way I see it. Okay, it just for me, I just think it's we're being robbed of great artists. We had to mm-hmm. lose Tupac. I was a huge Biggie fan. We had mm-hmm. to lose such like I mean, these two were the two of the greatest of all times over yeah. what over nothing that's what that's what it's just senseless it just it it, it just i don't know I, I just it's hard for me yeah. to make sense of it i mean you could even look to tupac's death like right right as he's right as he's passing away his bodyguard comes up to him and says hey like who did it like who, who did you see mm-hmm. and the first thing he says back to him is just f you like i'm not telling you anything you know no, i'm never going to give up anybody and that's just that's just part of it in a way too. You know, it's just hard. It's how you grow up. It's what you're taught. It's like yeah. honor for the samurai, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just what you know. Um, but that level of talent was special in the nineties. The yeah. level of talent was special, even in the two thousands. And it's still special now. It's just not as much of it. And I think I saw, I saw a podcast the other week where they mentioned that the main difference is that back then everyone was coming out with something new. Everyone was looking for the next thing. Everyone was looking yep. for the new beat that was gonna go that was gonna go viral. Everyone was looking for the new, um, the new flow or the new artist, the new voice type, right? DMX when he first came out, mm. that that gruff voice really yeah. changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you kind of get a lot of the same sounds nowadays from the artists. The lyrics may be different, you know, they might have different, but a lot of the sounds are really the same now. So I could see, I could see that as being like you know one of the main drawbacks right. for right now, but. Again, it's the culture. If they could just change the culture and just maybe try to actually focus on rapping about many different things, then maybe you might get somewhere. But it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long time. Hopefully, oh. the Stallion don't get shot anymore. Yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah. See, the thing, there's, but there's, I mean, there's, you know, the first thing, if he grew up in Toronto, in Brampton, Ontario, on top of that, which is not mm-hmm. too far from me. I'm from, I'm from Montreal, Quebec. Guys, Brampton, Ontario is not known for... Uh, any ghettos or anything of that, you know, low income. Yeah. I mean, it's Brampton, Ontario. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what's his excuse? But then not only that, I mean, this story gets even more strange. Did, did you see, first of all, did you guys see the reaction of the family and particularly the father coming out of court? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, okay. They were actually intense. They were pretty they, mad. So so uh, maybe you guys could sh- shine some, uh, uh, shine some light on this. Uh, the father came out, uh, Sunstar Peterson, uh, he began shooting, at, uh, shouting as soon as the he left the courtroom. This wicked system stands judged before God Almighty, uh, and then he's spewing some stuff about Jay Z and Rock Nation. Yep, heard of that. That apparently Jay Z and Rock Nation uh, wanted to sign him, and they're saying that they're being set up by Rock Nation because he declined them. I mean, Damn! <laughs> what? Well, here's yeah, the thought- thing: Tory Lanez has been independent majority of his career 
I don't know what exactly happened with that deal, but I assume he probably wanted to get a deal with Rock Nation because, you know, it's Jay-Z. They probably mm-hmm. turned him down. And maybe his father's looking at it like, you know, if Rock Nation probably would have taken him, he probably could have had a better chance because mm-hmm. now the marketing team of Rock Nation has to deal with the whole court thing and not have Tory deal with it himself, you know? Because when you're independent, everything is run through you and whoever's around you. You're not really tied to a label. When you are independent and tied, actually. Yeah, when you it are is. independent and tied to a label, you're only tied to them. Usually people do like publishing and, and distribution. Besides that, indie indies have it better because you get to keep all your royalties. So that means all your masters and all that, that goes straight to your pocket. No one's touching that. Yeah. The only time you're coming out of pocket is when you got to book your own tours, book your own marketing. Basically, you pick who you want. They can't tell you nothing. And there's no such thing as a trash contract unless you sign it. Well, you get their lawyers. Well, Pretty yeah, much. For sure. I mean, Jay-Z. If you go with them, you get their lawyers. Yeah. Unlimited yeah, so money. But the reason why people stop going to big labels is because of the first deal they usually give you is a 360 deal. You do not want that deal. I say this time and time and again. 360 deals, it's meant to like keep you in debt because they're going to spend, spend, spend. They're going to give you an advance. No one is going to spend that money. Yeah, and then when you if your record flops, if your album flops, you're paying whatever you owe them plus interest, and that will leave you like millions in debt. Wow. So I don't know if if you guys are aware of this, and I'm gonna put this out there because I found this very interesting. Tory Lanez was also, uh, I remember reading this story. I believe was a year or two years ago, is that he released an album, okay, and he released it as an NFT. What? Yes. Yeah, he was one of the first, so, actually. So what he did was he gave all of his fans, he says, I want you guys to own this record. So all future royalties will come from you. So he was asking all his fans to buy uh, royalties of the album at a dollar a shot. So he got literally a million people to give him a dollar. And he made a million dollars. It was the fastest, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the fastest album ever to do a, th- a million sales technically mm-hmm. in like 10 minutes or an, uh, an hour. And he made a million dollars. And so basically, all those fans that bought into this million dollars own all the future royalties that are played on this album. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was an album or a single. I believe it was an album. Wow. Yeah. I believe Jesus. the album was called, I think the album was called Chicks Tape Five when he was promoting it. Cause I remember Sound. what, he, yeah, what he did was that album, Chicks Tape, was, um, it was samples of like early 2000 hip hop love songs. So you got songs from like T-Pain and Chris Brown that were like sampled mm-hmm. and remixed. And it's, it's for the ladies. So they called it Chicks Tape and it was a mixtape. Mm-hmm. And the way he marketed it was like how Luigi said, you buy the NFT. And also you can call a hotline, which was how Soldier Boy did it. Remember like when he did Kiss Me Through the Phone, he had a hotline, you call it and stuff. Yeah, Tory you could Lanes, actually call the number. Yeah. Yeah. Tory Lanez did the same thing, but with text messages. So... <laughs> which his marketing was great for this. So what it was, you could text him and it was literally him responding to you. The issue was obviously it'll be over flooded. So it'll be a while till he gets to you. However, when it was time for promo, all he would do was send a text and it will mass produce that text to everyone that texted that number to him. Wow. So he mass produced the promo with one text message. And basically they would drop, it would drop the date of when the album was coming and updates constantly. Of singles and videos and all that seems like the future of music to me. He was trying well, to do it. A lot of them are, are are leaning towards that because a lot of them are you know the the record labels are losing 
you know, to these independent artists. I don't know if you guys know Tom McDonald. Um, no. He's uh, ex-Canadian, now living in the States and doing independent music by himself. Uh, he does the, the music. He does the rapping. It's very political, his rapping. Mm -hmm. His girlfriend does the videos and everything is on YouTube. And he's like Damn. millions upon millions of hits and, and records sold. Completely yeah, I mean, you can get all those skills under your umbrella. And yeah. you can you can do it yourself. Yo, just go ahead and do it. Yeah. But it, it is hard. It is hard. But damn, that's commendable. Yeah, he's he's pretty. I mean, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he's has a following. It's incredible. It's just mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. So uh quite quite an interesting story. This is for sure as a first one. So <laughs> um I wanted I wanted to get you guys take on how do you see this? I, I'm not sure if you I know you've spoken at lengths, you know, we, we spoke about uh, shootings and all that and hip-hop culture and rap culture um but but this whole generation where we're going towards in terms of woke and 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 preferred pronouns and language that we should not use and so i just i just cannot believe that <laughs> so i'm going to put on the screen here that we we live in a day uh where stanford university okay uh, yeah stanford I yeah i saw this recently and i just couldn't yeah. i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> yeah and and, and and again like i do when i do a lot of my tiktoks and just videos or reels i'm like guys this is not big believe this is true so they came out with a list of elimination of harmful language initiative uh is a multi-phase multi-year project to address harmful language in it at stanford university so <laughs> i don't know if you guys had a chance to look at it so i i i you know i wanted to share maybe this, some oh, of my favorites okay and, and i i had I'd spoken about this in in my podcast and i've done numerous <laughs> so like brave are you kidding like the right off the bat are you fucking okay, okay. So right off the bat so so let me this is it's actually on my notes okay i'm gonna read it out for those people listening so so instead of using brave guys okay consider using none slash do not use I, so can I, <laughs> hold on, it gets better, guys. I'm going to give you the context. This term perpetuates the stereotype of noble, courageous savage, equating the indigenous male as being less than a man. Like what? It's it's just how do they have to think? Like how does that even come to their brain when they? I, I don't even understand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so. Uh, I got I got so many good ones. I got so many good ones. Um, let, let's go to page five. This is they're all amazing. They're they're all amazing. <laughs> they're all amazing. Okay, so balls to the wall. No way. Instead of using balls to the wall, consider using accelerate efforts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you want to know why, guys? The context? Why? Yes, I need to know what they think is right. <laughs> Attributes, personality traits to an anatomy. Like I get it. Like I get it. You know, obviously, <laughs> so that's, not... that's a term that's used. You know, on the streets, like you know, it's used out and about. Yeah, it's not something you use in the office setting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but there, there's there's this one of my personal favorites is uh, instead of using gentlemen, consider using everyone. Yeah. So, oh my god. Everyone, thank you guys. Excuse me. Everyone, thanks for being on my show <laughs> this evening. So, I can't use gentlemen. Gentlemen, I cannot use anymore because 
it lumps a group of people using masculine language and or into gender binary groups which don't include everyone i give up man i give up i i, I mean is, is there a test for this like did they have to pick a <laughs> test and get it right like you know the ones where you match up all the terms oh my god it's a nightmare I, I i don't know i don't know but i mean there, there's so many there's so many it's just um i don't know i'll be honest with you there's there's some some interesting ones and i wanted to you know get your, your take on this one okay we're gonna go to page eight here let me try to find it it just gets crazier and crazier but here's this one that they they put it under the banner of institutionalized racism okay um where is the one that i preferred no let's go to page nine all right the one you preferred yeah <laughs> yeah okay oh guys grandfather are you ready for this oh my consider oh, using kidding. consider using legacy what this term has its roots in the grandfather clause adopted by southern states to deny voting rights to blacks sorry but everyone has a grandfather yeah so I kind mean, of, I kind of. Hey, hey, legacy, how you doing? <laughs> well, I guess uh, these these have better explanations in a way, like in terms of the root of it. It's just that we'll cancel culture stuff. But I mean, I kind of, I kind of want to. Whenever I want to be grandfathered into something, that sounds cool. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I want to like the idea. Of it. Grandfathered I get, into I rent the history control. sucks, but look, it's funny. I was just about to say that using the term legacy is gonna hit people's egos so bad. Like if I'm a granddad, oh, you call me legacy? Yeah, you know my roots. I've been in this family for generations. You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> like, like this, this, this whole thing is like I don't. I want to make like the 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 the, the I guess the point that like. In, in America, like I, I, I myself, I'm a, I've, I've always been like fairly liberal. I'm a Democrat. Like, you know, I, I, I that's how I've always, I kind of leaned, but like, this is ridiculous to me. You know what I mean? Like, like this, like, the, cause like also, cause like, I don't know, just like the, the one, if, if, if it was something that was like super egregious and like, sure. Like I get like wanting to change it, but like, this is all, these are all like things that you don't need. Like this, if, if the first thing you think of is like these horrible things they're listing here, they're like, there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we all think it's just, they're just, it's just part of the language. It's just like how we say things. I don't know. It just I don't see the point in the, changing it. You know what I mean? Like no one thinks of this shit. That exact. That's my point. Like who knew that grandfather clause was adopted by Southern states to deny voting rights to to blacks? I mean, no one's gonna make that connection. No one yeah. knew that. Not that you're gonna change a grandfather. Could you? I'm asking my two kids to not say grandfather anymore and call them legacy. First of all, my grandfather, my, my grandfather, my father-in-law is probably gonna shoot them. Okay, like, yeah, I'm mean, not calling me no legacy, man. No, come on, it's it's not a bit, but you know what? It, actually, to 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 pay the devil's advocate, I could almost, you know, for example, for the same page, I, listen, I'm in mortgages, I'm in I'm in real estate. You know when they say master bedroom, I could actually say, you know what? Okay, makes sense. Let's just call it the primary bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. Because historically, obviously, masters enslaved people yeah. didn't consider them human. I could <laughs> I could almost, you know, yeah, I, I could almost sure. deal with that. Right. Yeah, there are a few on here that are like that actually too. Yeah, I mean, it, it just but some just go like, come on, look at this one, guys. Okay, I got two more. I got white <laughs> white paper. Okay, I, come on now. Consider using position paper. <laughs> That's so okay. stupid. Okay. Oh, okay. It, it's an, <laughs> it's an inanimate object, bro. <laughs> I'm, I can't be racist to paper. 
<laughs> Thank you. Why can't like we try? <laughs> like what, bro? I've never heard. Nah, man. Not you're reaching for the stars on that one. <laughs> so context. We got we got one more after this. Assigns value connotations based on color. White equals good. An act which is subconsciously racialized. Oh, for the that love. is true. It is true. I actually like, seen a, yeah, I seen um a video about that where they tried it with children where they gave them like two dolls and like one was a white doll, one was a black doll, mm. and they showed like the difference of what the meaning of the color white can be when kids grow up. So that that actually has some truth to it. Yeah, I think we have to agree to disagree on that one. You know? No, I, I could say it, but then we could also say that you know kids are not inherently right racist, it's like right? something it's on mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, I, yeah it's, that's actually completely correct they're not inherently that way yeah they're not born mm-hmm. that way yeah they're influenced yeah. that way yeah i mean i you know i look you guys have kids and you have kids Chris i have does. a two and a half year old and i'll tell you right now she she don't care what it is as long as she's a toy and she can play with it there you go no matter what mm-hmm. color it is you know there you go listen i i my kids uh, are are 12 excuse me 14 and 10 and they never saw colors. I mean, my sister's uh, was was married to a black man, um, and it was never an issue. Never, and he had kids that were obviously black, and it was never an issue. It was like, and sometimes we would be talking. And he's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Like, and at the time, I remember it was like eleven or twelve years old. Like, what difference does it make what color they are, mm-hmm. what color yeah. of their skin? So that's you know, I obviously just want to put that into context as well. So it's it's just amazing to see that that you're just like you're adding you're you're you're. By doing this, but like you said, you get your race, you, you know, you're playing a race card on a inanimate it's, object. Mm-hmm. It's it's like I don't know if you guys remember it's gone, it's been around a lot. It's a Morgan Freeman like interview. He had hit a quick quote where they mm. asked him, like, you know, like, um, why do, do you think they should do away with Black History Month? And he was like, I why why do we need one? Do you have one? Like, do you have a history month? And the man was white, and he was like, No, we don't. He's like, I don't want one. And he's like, so how do we deal with racism then? He's like, stop talking about it. Yes. That's it. Mm-hmm. Stop talking about it. This right here, this is a whole, this, this is like someone's icebreaker list. If they yeah. want to do this, like start conversations with people for no reason, this is what it looked like. It's like, all right, come up with all this crazy off the cuff stuff to just say it's wrong and let's change it. Okay. I love the phrase. Sorry. I just love the phrase beating a dead horse. And I'm just like, okay. so, uh, <laughs> that's, that's my last one. I had it. Hold on. You ruined it. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my, this is my last one. Okay. I promise guys. This is, this is too many. This was, this I actually had, I, I dedicated the video, a reel just for this beating a dead horse guys. Okay. Instead of using <laughs> refusing to let something go no yes i don't want to do it you, while i want to be- say beating a dead horse while you're beating a dead horse so <laughs> about this, beating a dead horse. guys this expression normalizes violence against animals i give up i give whoever up. wrote that is definitely what peter yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I give up, guys. I really want to go punch a horse now that I've been saying this phrase enough. <laughs> that's a good point to give up too. To go through that list, that's a good. That's a good point to just check out of the whole, like the whole list. It's just like, come on. That's just man. that's not. It's it's a, it's a it's a statement that just simply talks about this. The whatever you're talking about, it's already done for. So for you to continue to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, let's change it. Can we change it from horse? Or would it normalize violence against something else then? 
an inanimate object maybe <laughs> then we would normalize violence against them and i know that's i know that's something people don't want it's oh, just man there was guys, one there was one earlier that was really yeah. that was really interesting which I one which I one it. it was um just addict and okay. um blind study so instead of addict they say you know person with a substance disorder okay i get that that's understandable right like you know you don't want to be called addict yes. is kind of negative right like yeah okay fine but then you go to blind study and it says to to use masked masked study instead yeah it's just it's the point of it is you're going into it not knowing what you're doing, right? Not knowing what's going on. It's in the ableist. It's all the way at the top. And okay. it's it, it's like now this it shows from the get-go. It shows this list is all about just pissing off someone who didn't who did you wrong at some point in life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I you mean, said oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say a lot of these words are phrases. And it's funny. So, okay, let's say, like, for addict example, if I say, oh, this person has substance abuse disorder, one of my friends guarantees and be like, so they're an addict? <laughs> and they're going to ask, and they're going to be like, why are you saying this whole thing when you could just call it what it is? Why are you defining the word or the phrase, yep. you know? Yeah. And it's, I just I feel think, bad for the person who had to write up this report. I mean, no, someone had to type is, it up. Right. But my other thing is, I think it's all in how you say it, because obviously calling someone an addict. Could probably offend someone, you know, especially mm -hmm. if they recovered. But yeah. I think it's on the tone and how you use it in the sentence. But I don't think it should be like people should take words so seriously, you know. Well, I mean, the more I think about it, I actually I'm fine with addict. I'm well, some I'm not. I mean, let me clarify. I'm, I'm, like I'm taking words, that out. You know? mm -hmm. there, there are a few. Uh, I mean, like I said, but just some of them are like you. You guys have said of so you're just. <laughs> too far reaching guys come on what are we, what are we here for you we have here we have a uh, uh, division one higher learning institute like stanford university taking the time for a 13 page report on language that we should not use yeah and this looks like it was not easy to make as, as pissed no. off as people may be as pissed off as i may be looking at this list it was not easy to make this 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 looks like it was a mishmash of different things that they had to put together for it to make sense and it probably took ages oh absolutely you look at the <sighs> subtitles and everything. i mean it just goes along with the whole context that we're just everyone wants to change everything now from yeah. from our language from mm -hmm. biology and science and nothing matters anymore we want to change everything things that have stood the, the test of time for thousands of years and now everyone is so quick to want to change it i just i don't get it i don't yeah. get it as soon as the world starts going to crap, then all of a sudden we look to the root of it. And it's because everything else in our culture, everything else at the root of everything we do is being changed and and canceled. So well, everyone's so eager to get on board to like avoid just cover their own ass, you know, yeah. I and mean? that's really what it is. No one's really doing it out of benevolence. They're just doing it so they don't themselves get in any sort of trouble. You Very know? well said. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, absolutely. Very well said. And again, that's a fantastic segue to the next thing we'd like. No, you're welcome. About. <laughs> it, no, it is. I, 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 this, I always, it's a challenge with me. I always love, you know, having good segues between topics that we're discussing. But I've, I've been in, along the same lines of the same subject talk about where we're, you know, everybody's on the bandwagon of uh, client, uh, climate activism, right? But this new thing now um, is uh, getting attention that this these climate change uh, activists are gaining attention by attacking priceless pieces of art so 
I'm not, I'm not sure if you guys saw. Uh, yeah, I've seen. I've seen this. There was a can of soup that was thrown by two young ladies, protesters, on Van Gogh's sunflowers to protest fossil fuels. Right. Yeah. First of all, okay, listen. I don't have a problem. You could do it. You could. You could protest it. But my limit is when you when you attack Van Gogh. Okay. <laughs> but okay, don't the my thing is these 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 people like these protesters like are stupid because they should be like smart enough to know that like there's like a. a thick layer of glass in between the actual painting and like the person you know what i yeah. mean it's so, like nothing's actually getting on it they're not doing anything just smudging up the glass they clean it off and put it back yeah and then they glue their hands to the floors and they just look stupid you know I, what i mean yeah i just i i don't i'm failing to understand this new thing i i don't understand that first of all they could have used a better soup than Heinz soup number one no <laughs> 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 That was no, I'm sorry. I had, a, I had a laugh because, like, oh, if you're gonna throw soup, at least be bougie about it. Like, Campbell's, yeah. man. Campbell's, come on. Yeah, yeah. Get some Campbell's in there at least, you son of a bitch. But, but I'm, I'm gonna read what, what they read, and then I, I'd love to get your take on this. So she says, "quote unquote," after gluing herself, "What is worth more, art or life?" She asked in an impassioned voice, her hand glued to the wall. It was like, a, uh, I remember seeing it was like a drama. It was unbelievable. Is it worth more than food, worth more than justice? Are you more concerned about the protection of a painting or protection of our planet and people? The cost of living crisis is part of the cost of oil crisis. Fuel is unaffordable to millions of cold, hungry families that can't even afford to heat a tin of soup. Ironically, you just wasted a can of soup. Yes. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. a fair uh, point. My answer is no, I don't care. That 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 painting is, is important. I don't care. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just had to take it. I was like, what? Her face. like just but, while she's there glued to the floor, she tells this whole speech. Someone just walks up to her slowly and just goes. <laughs> Yeah, no, he still don't care. So can we just get back to watching this, please? <laughs> Wait, my whole thing is, what does an artist have to do with everything she just said? No, exactly. That's my question. That's my question. I it may be like if you try to look at it from her angle, she doesn't understand why people worship art. Which I mean, I understand too. I don't understand the whole thing about art, but art is even... beautiful to certain people, and it's not like it's all dumb. Like they put thought into their art pieces. Mm -hmm. And Van Gogh is one of those artists that's just like respected. Okay, fine. Let them respect. Let them worship the art if they want to. But, bro, like to glue your hands to the floor, like Brendan said, that's just when yeah. it was. That's like now no one cares. Now you're stuck there. I hope that they don't take the glue off and they close up shop. You, you know, it's it's funny because this this but there's there's another interesting part of this so these girl these uh, protesters are part of this uh, organization called just stop oil and critics have called attention to the fact that just stop oil accepts donations via cryptocurrency an industry that has a de devastating impact on the environment with its significant energy usage you can't make this up you can't make this up. The climate organization only accepts cryptocurrency donations through Ethereum, which has successfully cut 90% of its carbon emissions. Yeah, I'm sure they have. Um, <laughs> it, it, isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that delicious? Yeah, proper COVID numbers from China. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think they both are in the same boat, right? Like, yeah. But wait, it gets better. Others have pointed out that Just Stop Oil is funded primarily by the Climate Emergency Fund, which began with a grant from Aileen Getty, who inherited money that her family made with Getty oil. Get out. <laughs> what? 
my god. So it comes talk full about, circle. I mean, no pun intended, but talk about shooting yourself in the foot. You <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the quote of the night. Right oh god, Dude, that's got to. We got to put that on a plaque up there somewhere. Oh, Isn't man. that amazing? Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like to. Hey, there's a lot of terms, all right? Maybe get ahead of yourself is one of those terms that's not allowed. Right, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're insulting somebody. Is that, is that insulting people without heads? You, <laughs> hey, you never know. Which, well, depends which head we're talking about, but that's... Yeah, that was terrible. Sorry to the headless community. My son would probably say, Dad, that was a real dad joke. That was awful. Yeah, no, it's okay. Funny. I got them too. But I I told you guys I was gonna get some some freaky crazy strange stuff tonight and you know I've I've I knew there was always something strange about these things but when I went on to look at it and just read into them a little bit uh, you find this I mean it's just it's just amazing yeah it's just it? trace the money oh it's it's yeah and it, that's a great that's a great right always when you do a tracing the money you always end up somewhere where you never thought you were going to end up always mm-hmm. always so a like, secret you know someone leading a movement someone's leading something they got placed there by somebody and other people may have allowed them to get yeah. there yeah so it's so like there's always some there's always some when these, so with these movements so yeah. that's interesting man getty oil involved it, it's just come on man. yeah i love it <laughs> i love it um yeah, so she uh, actually, her, what is, let me see what her response was, uh, has responded to conspiracies by pointing out that uh, Getty was never in the fossil fuel industry herself and has dedicated her life to philanthropic ventures, many of them aimed at the climate crisis. Hmm, yeah. How ironic. I just feel like if you're going to be the, in that kind of a movement and that detailed about things and their influences, you got to check your own influences. You got to check where your sources are because yeah, then you're, it's all moot. It's all moot at the end when it gets exposed and it just got exposed on this show right here. So, yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just amazing. Your family made your fortune on selling oil, <laughs> refining oil, and now you're contributing that same money to climate change that they say that is directly attributed to fossil fuels, but I don't want to get into that. Forget it. it's going to be too long of a story. Um, yeah. So uh, listen, guys, I, I wanted to, th- this last story I wanted to discuss with you guys is v- very sad, shocking to say the least, um, where a six-year-old um, managed to bring a gun to school and shoot uh, his kindergarten teacher in Virginia. Sorry, I heard about this. I forgot. Yep. Did yeah. the teacher die? Uh, no, she's uh, she's okay. Okay, she's gonna live uh, uh, physically. I don't know about emotionally. Yeah, by being probably not struggle. okay. Um, so, guys, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, don't... did they mention where where the kid got the gun? Like what the profession? Their probably parents, parents. Did or anything like that. Like... Well, that's that's my first thing, right? I mean, seriously, like, what is going on here? How does this even happen? I don't I don't get it. Like an investigation is ongoing. How long does it take to figure out where a six-year-old got a loaded gun? Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. And yep. it's some covering up maybe that's happening, but it's it's the whole process of the kid putting it in his bag. You know, a lot of times they say kids gotta have clear book bags nowadays. Mm. You know, there's some schools that implement that, like they give their kids, yep. you know, a clear book bag so you can see in. But it's like, you know, you're not doing that at every school. So what no. does it take? To keep a kid away from this, you might have a kid. Oh, it'll never happen to us. It'll never happen. All it takes is that one kindergarten teacher not giving a kid an apple one day, and for them to have just watched 
maybe jarhead the night before by accident with their parents mm-hmm. and now they're going to school reenacting what they see on tv you know it's when you're that young it's you can't even you can't even say that all right this is never going to happen when you're that young anything can happen you can get your hands on anything you could do anything if you're older you might have a little bit of a say but like all right you're going to think about it before you do it but a kid is just going to be pissed be upset and go to school and just do it that's such a shame story on the parents mm-hmm. on everyone involved and then now it talks about like where where are the guns in our communities you know what i mean like but, there should be a way to track it, but unfortunately, that'll never happen. Did he bring the gun like planning to shoot the teacher, or was it like he just had brought the gun for what a different just for whatever reason, and then like the teacher pissed him off, so he shot the teacher? I, I, there's none of this. The either the, way, it sounds scary. It sounds crazy. Yeah, the investigation exactly. Investigation is ongoing. There's questions we want to ask and find out about. I want to know where the firearm came from. What was the situation? Uh, Chief Drew said in uh, Friday's news conference. By the way, they can't use Chief anymore because that's indigenous. <laughs> wow. All right. By the way, wow. holy crap. They're coming after everything. Kansas City no, I'm serious. Chief, gotta... Chief, yeah, Chief was on that, that list, by sense. the way, guys. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. That's, a, so... that's another football team that needs to change its name. Yeah, for yep. sure. Kansas City Chiefs, for oh, sure. Wow, that's my, true. My thing is, is that how does a six-year-old get in the frame of mind to plan, pack his gun, let alone how did he get it, why wasn't it locked away safely, to pack it, because obviously it's, it's, did he have intentions, did she piss him off the day before, I mean, what is happening with the parents, what is, how yeah. does, I, I don't, guys, I'm, my, I'm, I'm my biggest, of, I would say my, my biggest, like, thought would be that it's just, the parents are, like, probably just very like radicalized like super like aggressive like you know mm. second amendment wield you know gun toting wielding like just very probably aggressive people you know what i mean mm, uh, i would probably disagree so that, with that though because well, why how, how else would the kid the parent, well, kids, kids at that age just mimic their parent he's six years old he probably doesn't have any an individual opinion he just mimics their parents that people just mimic mm-hmm. their parents at that that age he probably i don't does think it's necessarily like a structured i don't think it would be from a structured gun household not a structured, a structured house, gun but, household. People who have guns and they. Well, they, they I never said they were structured. They have, they have they have guns, yeah, but then they're, they're obviously trash, obviously. Because, yeah, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like it, could, it could be from that, but I think I tend to think that it's not from a Second Amendment totem. Like these these are probably just people that just have guns in their house, mm. or again, it could be media. It could be the kid just watching stuff on TV, yeah. knows he's knows there's a gun yeah. in the house, and. He's just growing up. He or she was. Was it a boy or a girl? Six year old. A uh, boy, I believe. It's just. It's, it's probably just in general what he's seeing. He reenacted it. The parents. I would say the parents are probably disengaged from their kid altogether. All they're probably. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're probably the parents that you know are always on their phones. They're always busy. They're working, um, and they don't probably pay enough attention to their kid. Mm-hmm. That could be an explanation too. Or, yeah. or to play devil's advocate, it could be that you know the kid was a good kid, right? Let's just say it's a good kid, and the parents probably just never thought that this could be a thing that he's capable of doing. So obviously they're like, oh, you know, little Jimmy's just going to go to school, like you know, everyday stuff, nothing new. And next you know, little Jimmy just capped his teacher, and now it's like, oh <laughs> snap! Now you got your parents having a mental breakdown. They're thinking to themselves, where the hell do we get? Where do we go wrong? How did he find this? How is he? do how can he even do this you know what i mean and now at that point it's like yeah you could blame the parents because but you got to blame the kid too but he's six you can't really charge a six-year-old 
But then when you blame the parents, it's like, damn, what if they were in his life for those six years and they tried everything? Then what do you do with that? You know? Yeah. But yeah. then if they're negligent, how do you take it from there then? You know? But you bring up a good point. What happens here? What, what do we do with a six-year-old and the parents? Like Back then, they would send that kid to juvie. And they would send him to juvie, and that kid would disappear in the system. Nowadays, there's so much more that they'll probably do, you know, helping him out mentally, whatever it is they need to do. Mm -hmm. But back then, they would send those kids to institutions. But they would sure still would. They, 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 they still send people to juvie. I'm sure he would. Yeah, yeah. but not a, I don't think they would still six send a six-year-old, you know, on a freak accident like this. Back well, but, then, like, anything would happen. Like, a kid would end up going I don't know. Juvie, I mean, I, I think shooting someone is in the within the realm of, like, yes, he could be. Uh, yeah, it could be. You got to figure out what happened. What was the root? You know, like, what, where was yeah. the situation at home? I, imagine, I, I agree with Brendan. There has to yeah. be a situation at home whatever it is however you want to look at it but it's it, it, i feel like there's not much you can do with a six-year-old but teach them like yeah he shot this person it's you the most you could do is teach them at six teach them right from wrong teach them wrong that they did you know by the time they're 35 you hope that they like learn from the experience it's unfortunate did, did the teacher die no, no, no. She's um I believe she, no, I believe she it was like life-threatening injuries, but not, she, she's not she, no, she's in stable condition. She's she's okay. gonna she, she's gonna live, thankfully. And um, just imagine she had died. Yeah, that's that's Ooh, crazy, man. That's crazy. I think that would have made it much more serious, but because the person lived, we gotta understand this kid is six, you know. We gotta be able to move forward. Now the convictions and the punishments gotta go to the parents. You know, yeah, or whoever was, was involved, yeah. uncle, whatever it was that let the kid get access to a gun, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's right on the top of yours. Uh, the police department uh, police department said that the teacher has improved and was listed in stable condition, uh, adding that the uh, chief, excuse me, you can't use chief, had met with her and the fam and her family. So, um it's, it's Man, you're gonna drive yourself crazy. <laughs> we, we're, all, we're all gonna do it. We saw the list. That's it. You can't. Oh no, no, guys! I've been on this. I don't know how long I've, with pronouns, and I've been going on for I don't know how many episodes or talking about this. Anyway, it's crazy. <laughs> but but uh, just to get back to this, it's just uh, I don't know. It's just a really, it's 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 incredible. It's just incredible how an adult could allow this to happen. Is is I mean, everyone could make a mistake. There could be a slip, but. This mistake of allowing a six-year-old to leave school, to leave home. Right. Think that of the recoil. Now, another thing is, I think some people may try to put the blame on, okay, is what they're watching, what they're consuming, right? They say mm -hmm. the same thing with games all the time. I remember Grand Theft Auto had a bunch of backlash because people swore Grand Theft Auto turns you into a psychopath. Yeah. I mean, you no, know, well, those people. Just be fair. GTA was wild. Was no, no wild. It, is, it is a wild game. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't, I mean, at least to me, because I'm I'm normal. I assume everyone else is normal. But the people that yeah, go out uh, and do crazy stuff, they obviously had those thoughts before. But um, yes. But with that, it's like, okay, people are going to blame, all right, you weren't attentive to your child. You probably had them on a tablet or they not, not paid attention to what they're watching, especially if it's something violent. Or it could also be a sense of, you know, technology. Where it's like, okay, kids are on tablets all day. They have access to millions of websites out there that their parents probably never even heard of. You know, kids roam around on the internet all the time, which is why they have parental controls. But let's be honest, not a lot of parents utilize that. No. So kids have access to watch whatever they want. It, I remember early 2000s, it was possible you could learn how to make a pipe bomb from YouTube. 
Yeah. Which is yeah. how kids oh, were doing it by really themselves. Do remember that? You know, yeah. Make mess by googling it. Yeah. Exactly. So who knows? This little kid probably could have went on, searched up guns or whatever, found out how to use it. He probably found out the stash if there was a stash, and he you know did what he did. Just to bring it up, there was a similar situation a couple years ago too, with the, where where a young kid got their hands on a gun and brought it to school and pointed it at the teacher and goes to the teacher and just says, "Now, mind you, this is from a six-year-old. They're trying to think of it in their tone. He just says, "I shoot you." That's it. And he didn't shoot the gun, but he pointed the gun at the teacher. Goes, "I shoot you." Oh. And I'm just like, like think of a little kid's tone, right? A little a little child mm-hmm. face with that that innocence, like like probably you know from a music video or a show that he watched. That's kind of where you got to like look at it like, wow, this is a six year old. You know, like there's really not much that they are to blame for other than bring, the situations that they may be in. Yeah. You, but you bring up a good point. This same kid here in our situation, that we're, in this article that we're, we're talking about, he was probably maybe thinking the same thing. I'm going to pretend I shoot you. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. First of all, why is it loaded? And <laughs> fully, probably, too. Fully lo- mm-hmm. Why is it loaded? And again, why did he get it? But it, you bring up a great point. He's just probably thinking, who knows? I don't know. I let me bring it to school for fun. Mm-hmm. And just I shoot you just like the other kid that you just brought up. Who knows? Yeah. I'm pretty much sure. I mean, guys, how many six-year-old psychopaths do we know? How many? Yeah, not many. Like, like I don't a know. Google article, I think, that names like five mm-hmm. that exist in history, but I mean, it's we know about the ten-year-old. That ten-year-old that they, what he did recently, he killed his mother over a headset, a VR headset. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And at six, that kid probably was in a similar situation where he's taking a gun to school, or he's probably. Right. It's just about that upbringing. I I don't know. I forgot there was a scientific study. It's like something about the ages between two and five. A kid mm-hmm. absorbs so much that if anything is wrong in that period in time that they are absorbing all the information from their environment, um, whatever they're learning, it becomes part of them for the future until they're like probably 12, 13, when they really start to think again in terms of what's right and wrong. A kid, if if raised the wrong way or raised in a violent way, will be completely violent from like 5 to 12. And then as they go on and get older, they get more mature, they start to think, and you, you can correct them. But... If it, who knows what that kid was seeing between two and five, that at six, he's at a point where he could just pack a gun in his bag, go to school and shoot a teacher. Makes it's sense. Like, that's just normal to him. Yeah. You know, Makes- that has to be normal to him. I mean, he could have thought about normal. it as a as a toy also. You know how many gun toys yeah. you be selling with Nerf? He that's pretty heavy it. for a toy, man. Well, I mean, he's six. He don't know no better. You know, yeah. he probably found those. Oh, snap. Look at this. You know, it's like a, it's like a Nerf gun or whatever. Not realizing that. Like he had to aim it too, right? Like if he's aiming at it, he had to go through the process of aiming the gun at the teacher. <laughs> then you gotta pull I the feel trigger. Like which... If he's if he's aiming, that's intent. You know, I don't think this little kid is intentionally just <laughs> one eye closed yeah. aiming down. Yeah, of course, you know, he probably was. This, this is just a trigger. very interesting topic, man. Yeah, it's a very yeah. Interesting topic. I mean, it's a there's story. there's it is a crazy story and I'm, I'm sure more will come out because you guys brought up so many different scenarios and all of them make sense right is mm-hmm. looking at it as a toy is was this kid in an abusive home what did he see what to the point this teacher's pissed him off and what he's seen at home is his dad beating up his mother is is that mm-hmm. that gun is just lying on a table in the bed in the living room that's the scary part sometimes yeah. it's just like on a coffee table in certain households you know and the coffee table is like low to the ground uh, no, he's, just, he's just lucky no one died, you know. 
really lucky no one died it could have been a family member you've heard you've heard stories of there was a story a few years ago two kids that went mm -hmm. into a bathroom and they were on like facebook live or instagram live mm -hmm. and then one kid grabs the gun and it goes off the other kid goes and checks on them because the per the kid is dead he goes and he grabs it and he kills himself too they oh. both shot themselves in, in the bathroom so it's like situations like this happen but the kids have to be exposed to this kind of environment on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis they the, it, on video the family comes into the bathroom because they heard what happened i guess oh it was like God. a thanksgiving party or something like that and they come upstairs and they open the door they see it this it's like probably a 10 year old 12 year old kid who opens the door goes screaming the mom comes and sees. it's like they were not expecting these kids to do that and they were probably kids that they would have never thought would do that but when you give this to kids mm -hmm. When you give something that dangerous to kids, that you don't know what they're gonna do because they watch they watch content, they watch movies and stuff, you know. Oh, that's heavy. That's very, very oh. heavy, man. Very heavy stuff when it comes to kids and and that this six year old again, you can see it. I mean, we don't blame the six year old. None of the scenarios really say, "Hey, blame the six year old." It's like it's not possible. I don't think it's possible. You know. But no, now because... this. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say because no matter what punishment these parents get. It's not going to be any worse than the punishment that these people are going to feel for the rest of their life. That, for example, those two boys, their kids died because they left a gun lying around. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it, happened it happened live on Facebook too. Oh my yeah, god, this is like that's wild. Yeah, it's a really crazy story. I was wow. going to say this. This always ties back to now as a country, what do you do with gun control? Obviously, you're in too deep now. You know. Listen, I mean, uh, in terms of Canadian perspective, I don't know if you guys are aware of what's going on I'm right now. I'm very curious to hear about Canadian, Canadian yeah. Canada's perspective. So right now, um, our our Prime Minister and, and the Liberal Party, uh, which I'm not a, not even close to being a fan, um, is coming up with some new legislation to take away certain guns, including even guns that are being used for hunting. And as you know, we have a you know rich tradition of hunting, and, and including mm -hmm. our indigenous oh, yeah. people. Um, so uh, you know, it's got to the point that already, I mean, you know, it's 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 very far from the American mentality in terms of right to bear arms. Very very different here at this point. There's no automatic mm -hmm. weapons. There's nothing. That's all going to be. It's already eliminated. Uh, even long gun uh, rifles. It's you have to have a certain permit for it. And now it this doesn't one's... make sense what yeah. we do here in the States. I mean, the things that we allow, I mean, I get it. It's a lot more. The, some people are saying, oh, it's too much surface area to cover. It's our history. It's like bro. twice as big. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like you guys have, I mean, I, you guys don't have, you guys haven't had insane shootings. Like, I don't think anywhere in the in the world has had shootings the way the U.S. has had. Have you guys? Had no. Any? In terms of mass shootings, uh, you you obviously you guys lead the world. Unfortunately, oh yeah, um, it's we've crazy. had uh, number one. Woo. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> one of the biggest ones uh, was right here, literally in my backyard, which was the massacre at the Polytechnic uh, University. Wow, that's where uh, Mark Lepin. I shouldn't even have said his name. Killed. Uh, 14 women um, because he was just against women and uh, these women were all studying at this uh, I believe is an engineering school and he killed them uh, 14 so that was one of the biggest ones there was another one at a college again in my backyard here at Dawson but not many died fortunately 
Uh, but in terms of mass shootings, no, there hasn't been that many. I think this is the biggest one, I believe. Uh, the yeah. one. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure when you guys had that happen, though, that was that was your cue just to start doing legislation from back then, from right there. Yes. You know? Yes. I mean, I don't. Do you guys before everything? Did you guys have the gun laws like we have them here, or has it always been restrictions on guns? There's always been restrictions, but it they makes be, sense. Yeah, it just it makes became, sense, man. Yeah. I mean, you hear everywhere more. else around the world, they do it right. Yeah. And it's like here. 80 like 80 mass shootings can happen in a year and nothing's changed there's they too much power with, uh, you know, in, in 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 the nra and the lobby yeah i mean it, it all comes down to money and lobbying within the you know uh, politics and giving it to political parties the minute you stop that you're going to stop everything else but yep. unfortunately listen, i i i support the right to bear arms in terms of of just protecting yourself or even hunting but there's no way you're going to convince me that you need an ar-15 that you could shoot a thousand bullets a minute yeah you know no one needs that makes sense man. yeah unless you're a military going to war (laughs) that's you know yeah exactly thank you that's it you know uh, no no civilian needs that i'm sorry uh but use it on the war on rats in new york city yeah we could use that (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'd get rid of all the rats maybe if we put all our effort to that but it's, well, it's never going to change. I don't think it's ever going to change here in the states. We might get a few changes here and there, but it's it's going to keep happening. And I don't think we're ever going to lose our our automatic weapons just because of that Second Amendment. And yeah, I don't. Th- I, it's it's mm-hmm. way too much to change it, and it's never going to happen. Yeah. Listen, as a Canadian looking uh, from afar, and you know, I I follow American politics and uh, have a lot of American friends. I don't think it'll ever change. I agree with you 100. Mm-hmm. percent Yeah, it's never going to change. No. I won't. Yeah, no. Here's they agree to disagree with us on yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, I think I think we agreed on almost everything tonight, and uh, that was actually uh, a really interesting conversation. Loved the way you guys saw and looked at different angles of these stories, and uh, I I truly appreciate it so much for you guys being on. And uh, so tell everybody, uh, all the listeners, where they could find your uh, social media, your podcast, and anything like that. All right. Gotcha. Well, for Life is Strange, for Life is Strange, the Instagram is Life is Strange Pod, and on you can find us on Spotify at Life is Strange. Awesome. And so- and Chris got his uh, filmic on YouTube. So go ahead, filmic, Chris. Filmic Gaming on YouTube and Filmic underscore Gaming on Instagram. Um, we we have a discussion section, but it's also mm-hmm. on YouTube. So we're just all on YouTube and Instagram. So okay, uh, cool. both part of a network in a way. We feed off of each other. So if you guys enjoy the content, go ahead and, and um, give it a give it a watch, give it a listen. So I'll put the Life is Strange uh, in the show notes. But if you guys also could send me all those other links you said, I'll put that in the show notes as well, so that everybody could uh, could take no a look doubt. at that as well. All right, guys, thank you so much. It's been uh, a pleasure. Please stay stay in the green room. Uh, as mm-hmm. I play out, we'll, ha- we'll chat offline. So thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.